son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like, if casual and cool, had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Welcome, everybody, to Knock Knock Eye with Dr. Glockenflecken. Love a good eye pun. That's the only pun I'll tolerate. I'm not a big pun person. Kristen, my wife, she's uh, much, she, she laughs at all the puns. I just kind of get sick of them after a while. But with eyeball stuff, I, I kind of have to do it. It's just, it's right there. Anytime you say I, it could be a couple different things and just, it's too obvious, too easy. And so I, I do appreciate a good eye pun, so much so that I have named this series of episodes after an, an eye pun. Uh, so knock, knock, I, uh, this is the weekly show where I get to talk about ophthalmology. All of you have been clamoring for eyeball knowledge. You want to know everything there is to know about eyeballs. Uh, of course, this isn't true. I'm just projecting, but I'm going to assume it is true. Uh, you're here, you're listening to me, and uh, we're going to talk about eyes. Now, last week was the first episode, the first time we did the uh, the the knock-knock eye, uh, where I talked about open globe injuries. It was a harrowing tale. Uh, we learned all about the ins and outs of diagnosing and treating and how to avoid eyeball injuries. Uh, well, we're going to continue on with our series on pants patients. Again, every week for the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about a different type of pants patient. So what is a pants patient? Just let me remind you. This is a patient that uh, um, uh, uh, whenever the patient comes in the emergency department, the emergency doctor or whoever it is, they call me. And uh, sometimes what they tell me on the phone about the patient results in me putting on my pants and immediately coming into the, to the, to the emergency department. So these are the true emergencies of ophthalmology, the pants patients, all right? I'm putting on my pants. I am coming in. doesn't matter when it is. It is overnight, 2 a.m., 4 in the afternoon. It doesn't matter. I'm coming in. I'm going to see that patient. It uh, doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's serious, okay? So uh, today, our pants patient is the chemical burn. We're talking chemical burns today. This is one of the, the most dreaded things in ophthalmology. Uh, it's, um, uh, they're always, they're, they're often very difficult to treat, difficult to manage and evaluate. Uh, so we're going to go through this. So our patient today, and again, these are, these are our, I'll just start saying our fake patient today, because it's not a real patient, but it's representative of, of what happens when patients come in with chemical injuries. So our fake patient today was working on a car 
and uh, and had battery acid explode in their face. How that happened, I don't know. I've seen it happen before. It's happened with a patient before. I'm, it happens. There's exposure to battery acid. I do not know enough about cars to tell you how battery acid could explode on somebody. I assume it has something to do with with opening a battery or dropping a battery or or. Uh, is there is there some situation? Any car people want to weigh in on this? How do you get battery acid in your face? Because it's happened before. Um, not to me, but to other people, often when they're not wearing safety glasses. But this is another thing, because we talked a lot about safety glasses last time with regard to protecting yourself against projectiles. With liquids, sometimes it's 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 different. Yes, obviously. When you're working on a car, you're doing anything, again, where a projectile could come into play, uh, including acid, you want to wear your safety glasses. But I've certainly seen patients come in who were wearing safety glasses, still got shot with some kind of chemical, and it got underneath the glasses, it still got in their eyes, and so it's not you know, a fail-safe a fail safe type of thing. Um, but uh, um, so this patient, battery acid. Let's just go through the different types of common chemicals that we'll see uh, that patients get themselves into trouble with. All right. So uh, we'll start with the acid side of things. Sulfuric acid. That's what you find in batteries. So if someone gets battery acid, they're talking about sulfuric acid. Uh, bleach. Bleach is sulfurous, sulfurous acid. I'm taking you back to your chemistry days, you guys. So if you've never taken chemistry, then you'll live a longer life uh, because the stress of trying to learn chemistry uh, takes its toll on an individual. So bleach is sulfurous acid. Um, uh, hydrofluoric acid is a much more rare but more devastating type of acidic injury to the eye. Uh, vinegar, acetic acid, a mild acid. Uh, and then um, uh, sometimes with swimming uh, pool chemicals, you can get uh, hydrochloric acid. So I think hydrochloric acid is used in like uh, pool chemicals. So those are probably, I'd say like 99% of the types of acids that, that if you have a chemical injury, those are going to be the most common ones. And so let's start, let's, I'm going to start just, I'm going to talk for a bit about what chemicals do to your eyes, because that's a really important distinction here when we're talking about chemical injuries. And then we'll talk about how to treat a chemical injury. So we'll start with acids. Uh, you would think, and probably a lot of people think that, like that is the worst thing. Like hydrochloric acid, sulfuric acid, that's, I've seen, I've seen movies. Like, isn't that what the alien blood is made of? Isn't that acid? It's eating through everything. It's gonna eat through your face. It's gonna eat through your eyes. Not necessarily. In fact, most acids, don't eat through your eyes. In fact, if you had to, to, to guess what's, what's, what's worse to get in your eye, acid or a base, most people would say acid, it's actually a base. And we're going to get to bases in a second. But a base, a basic chemical is much, much worse for your eyes. So this is why. When you get an acid injury to your eye, the surface of the eye, what it does, what that acid does, it denatures, it destroys all the surface proteins. So that means the surface of the cornea, uh, the epithelium, the top layer of cells on the cornea, the conjunctiva, the top layer of cells on the conjunctiva. So it denatures, 
And then those saponified, you know, fats and the denatured proteins and things, all the surface tissue that's disrupted, that's, that's affected, it actually acts as a barrier to prevent the acid from continuing to go deeper in the eye with the exception of hydrofluoric acid. Hydrofluoric acid is the worst acid. That can actually keep penetrating through the eye. But when I hear on the phone, oh, it was, it was you know, battery battery acid. Uh, you know, my, my initial reaction is, oh, that's, that's terrible. But also, okay, this eye can be saved. This, it's, it's going to, it's probably going to be okay because those types of chemicals don't penetrate deeper into the eye. So that's acids bases are a whole nother story. Okay. So let's talk about what are the most common bases that people get in their eye. Ammonia. Ammonia is one of the worst. Fertilizers, cleaning agents, you have it under your sink. A lot of people have pneumonia in the house, uh, refrigerants, uh, you know, those types of things, bases. Uh, and these are high on the pH scale, right? These are like pH of 10, 11, 12. How high does it go? 12. I don't, I don't know. Um, all right. Another one. Uh, lye. Lye is another one. So drain cleaners. So Drano, it's going to have lye. It's going to have the, you know, harmful basic uh, chemicals. Uh, also, another thing you may not realize, airbags, deployed airbags, they shoot, there's lye in, in the, some of the, the powders and the things that, uh, that are with airbags. At least that, that was the case. I don't know if that's changed. If, any again, any car people want to weigh in? Let me know if there's still like lye and the the like lye powder and stuff in the in those airbags. So anyway, I've seen chemical injuries from airbag deployments. Um, magnesium hydroxide's one with from like sparklers, uh, uh, fireworks, flares uh, that has that lights up really bright. That's magnesium hydroxide. Uh, lime, lime is another one. So plaster, mortar, cement. Uh, uh, you know, those types of things, you get that in the eye, that's lime. That's really bad. So those are all really, I think I, I hit most of them. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't think of any more actually. There's other basic compounds, but those are probably the most common. Um, and whenever I hear on the phone that it's a basic compound, I'm, I'm like, I, that's like not even a, a, a pants that's like a no pants patient like i'm not even bothering to put my pants on i'm just coming in to see the patient without pants uh and everyone's just gonna have to deal with it it's that significant of a problem so let's say you're on the job you get a chemical injury this is an osha thing this is something that's drilled into everybody who deals with chemicals drilled into your head all right the first thing you got to do right away as soon as humanly possible you flush the eye out and you flush it like a good, like 10, 15 minutes. Like you want to flush, 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 eye wash station, whatever you can do, flush it as much as, but you want to get any of that chemical out, any uh, uh, kind of material that could have chemical soaked in it, you want to get it out of the eye. So you flush right away. The biggest prognostic factor with chemical injuries, how quickly the eye was flushed out. You got to flush out the eye. All right. You have to do that. And not just real quick, not just like splash it in your face. All right. You got to get your eyeballs into one of those, uh, you know, those, uh, um, those eye wash stations that look horrifying, right? Cause they, they have like the water spouts that just come and you're just like right there in the eyes. That's what you got to do is you got to use, you got to just pour 
pour water water go go nuts with it all right just really get your big jugs of water you just pour it on your face or right? you got to get that chemical out of the eye have i made my point clear <laughs> all right so first thing that's before you even hit the hospital right you're flushing out your eyes and then especially with any kind of like highly acidic or highly basic compound all right you got to you got to come in um if you don't know exactly what's in the compound, what's in the, what, what chemical it was, try to, you got to try to get that information. That's really important information. MSDS sheets, uh, uh, get your, while you're being taken to the hospital or you're in the ambulance, all right, have one of your coworkers pull the, the information about what the chemical is, what the chemical makeup is, what the pH is. That's really important for us to know. It's really helpful to know uh, what the chemical is. So you get to the hospital, all right, the first thing they're going to do, guess what? They're going to irrigate your eyes. They're going to pour more water on you, all right? Because it's never enough. All right? However much you think you've irrigated your eyes, you're going to get irrigated again. Actually, the first thing that they're going to do and what they should do, wherever you end up, whether it's an eye clinic or the emergency department, is check your pH. So we've all seen, hopefully seen pH paper, unless, of course, you never did chemistry. Um, uh, but uh, pH paper... Basically, what you're going to do is you just, you just, they're going to put it right on the tears, right on the surface of the eye. Just kind of touch it right there on the pH paper. And it should be physiologic. That's normal. Seven, seven to eight, somewhere around there. Uh, but if it's with a, you know, obviously with a, with a strong base or strong acid, there's still, if there's still chemical on the eye, it'll be reflected in the pH paper. So you get that pH right away. Actually, that's what you should do in the, for healthcare workers. Do that before you start irrigating because once you're irrigating, you're getting other chemicals with other pHs in there. So check the pH, figure out what it is. And then if it's abnormal, if it's physiologic, well, fantastic, patient's probably going to be fine. But if it's abnormal, if it's highly basic or highly acidic, you start irrigating. This is when it gets uh, horrifying, all right, for people that are not familiar with the chemical injury irrigation process. We use a thing that's called a Morgan lens. Now, if you guys seen the Saw movies, <laughs> you know, the, like Jigsaw, like it makes the trap for like horrible people. Well, this is similar in some ways. All right. It's, it looks, it looks terrible. Uh, it's really not too bad, but it's not comfortable. Not quite as bad as a Saw trap, but it, depending on who you ask. So basically, they're called Morgan lenses, and they're they're like big plastic contact lenses. All right, they go in the eye. They're in, they're huge, so they're hard to get in the eye sometimes. So you numb up the eyes real good. This is how in the in the hospital. This is how we will irrigate your eyes. We'll numb up your eyes so you don't feel it. All right, real good. Lots of numbing medicine. We'll put these big. If it's a bilateral, obviously we'll do both eyes. If it's just one eye, then we'll just do one eye. Uh, but we put these big giant plastic lenses in the eye. Okay, they're sitting on top of the eye, underneath the eyelids. Those those Morgan lenses are they have a tube, like an IV tubing, attached to it. And at the end of that IV tubing, we have a bag of saline, of normal saline. And so we will flush. And honestly, 
as far as the type of fluid that you use to irrigate the eye, you just it doesn't matter so much. Like we just we need fluid. We need get, getting on. So we use BSS. It's a special type of fluid in in the eye clinic for the eye. It's it's balanced salt solution. Uh, you can use normal saline. I think the pH isn't great on that, but um, it's better than nothing. So you'll attach an IV bag to the IV tubing and just squeeze that bag and run it through those lenses. And so you have this constant flow of, of irrigating fluid that's going through the IV and directly hitting the eye. Hey, Kristen. Yes. Conference season's coming up. It's true. You know what that means. Lots of presentations. It's a lot of work, right? We're making presentations. We're writing emails back and forth. Mm -hmm. Proposals. Report. All this stuff. Yeah. But you know what really helps? What's that? Grammarly. Yes. It's a lifesaver. It helps with all kinds of writing. Yeah. I'm not have to tell you. You've been using it for a long time, right? Yeah. I've used Grammarly for several years in different jobs, different fields, all kinds of writing. It really, it helps you be more concise with your writing. And mm-hmm. with email, it helps you find the right tone of your email. Yes, that can be so helpful because, you know, there's this whole like yeah. unspoken language that's happening like, in email and Grammarly helps you get it just right. Sometimes I need help you finding do. the right tone really with my do. email. And in fact, 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Yes. That's huge. That's amazing. It's really Grammarly is the gold standard of responsible AI. AI is in the news. You find AI mm-hmm. for everything now. But they've but, been doing it for years. Yeah. And they know how to do it. They've got lots of experience doing this. To make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly, sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right. That's how we irrigate the eye. And the reason we do it is because it's direct irrigation. We know it's getting onto the eye to irrigate. Um, and we can run bag after bag. Honestly, I'm not exaggerating. Sometimes we run eight to 10 liters through that if it's a really severe burn because we have to normalize the pH of the eye. Otherwise, the eye will continue to deteriorate. So, in addition, to that, we also have to make sure we get any debris that maybe has splashed into the patient's eye as well. Because if there's some kind of debris, dirt, whatever, that has chemicals soaked in it, that'll continue causing problems. So we'll, we'll I told you, this is going to get gross. This is terrifying. It's, I know it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, we use like a, a, a Q-tip to just sweep underneath the eyelid, make sure we get all the debris and stuff out of there. So we're irrigating the eye. We run like three liters through it. Check the pH again. All right. Patients, you know, sitting there um, listening to music, sometimes screaming. Uh, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's, a, it, it's an uncomfortable experience. I'm a, I will acknowledge that, but it's also what we sometimes need to do to, to protect the eyes. Okay. And a lot of times we, you know, some, we can do sedation too. So we do give sedation. We give, a, we give as much pain medication and things as we can. Uh, to, to make the patient as comfortable as possible, but it, it does suck. It's, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Um, I hate doing it. And, um, a lot of times these are also done in the burn units as well, because obviously they're used to, this is just a different type of burn, chemical burn. And then, and so whenever I get the phone call of a chemical injury, that's immediately I'm, I'm giving these instructions like, Hey, find, get some Morgan lenses, either get the patient up to the burn unit or right there. Start irrigating and continue irrigating until I show up. Check pH first, but then irrigate. So that's what I say before I, as I'm, again, 
getting my shoes on. I, I, I have no pants, but I will wear shoes. Uh, and getting into the car, going to the hospital, they're irrigating, they're irrigating, they're irrigating. And then this, when you get a call of a, of a chemical burn like this, this it's, it is your night. That is, you will be there managing this type of injury for quite a while because there is a series, of, especially for the, the, um, the basic injuries, there is a, a, a long protocol of specialty drops, vitamin C drops, uh, uh, you know, steroid drops, antibiotics, um, uh, doxycycline. There's, there's lots of things that you can do to help stabilize the eye and prevent further melting of the eye because that's what you're concerned about. Those basic chemicals, they'll just go deeper and deeper and deeper into the eye until it eventually gets through the cornea and starts affecting the inside structures of the eye. So this is a, it's a long, it's a, it's, there's a reason this is a pants patient or a no pants patient. Uh, I'll try to, I'll try to, to distinguish between the two. <laughs> and so the, I'll try to distinguish. I'll tell, you, try, try, I'll tell you what diseases I will uh, come into the hospital naked. The, I don't know, but whatever. Uh, so anyway, you know what I'm saying. Um, so it's a, it's a, it, it'll take hours. It's, it's a, this is a really severe, potentially, uh, blinding, uh, problem. And so we have our protocol of specialty drops that often require special specialty pharmacy, and we'll continue to monitor those patients. And again, the basic ones are the worst. The acidic injuries, most of the time, you know, they're, they're, they're okay. Uh, we, we irrigate them, get the pH back to normal, probably give them a topical antibiotic because they probably have a big scratch on the eye, but they'll do fine. The, the, the basic injuries, they, they, they're tough. They take a long time to manage. Uh, and one of the, the telltale signs of how well an eye is going to do. And so if you're examining an eye, if someone comes in with a chemical injury, you want to see that eye be red and angry. Those blood vessels, all like the, the really beat red eyes because of this uh, chemical uh, exposure, if the eye is beat red and angry appearing, the patient's in pain, but you see all these blood vessels, that is like a sigh of relief for an ophthalmologist because those blood vessels, that eye still has a blood supply. If you get a severe enough chemical injury to where it's a basic compound and you look at the eye and it is white, it is completely white, that is a bad sign because though that chemical has destroyed the blood supply, destroyed it. There's no more blood vessels left. And you obviously you have to have blood flow to heal an organ. And so if we see bright, even though it, it sucks because it's painful, but if we see those, those, all those blood vessels, that's, that's good. We like seeing that. And so that's something we look for. We call it a, 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 Limbal, we call it, I'm trying to come up with the word, limbal ischemia. So the limbus is the edge of the cornea, right where the cornea, the clear front of the eye, meets the white part of the eye. Uh, and so that's, um, uh, so we look for blanching of vessels. We look for signs of ischemia. And, um, and yeah, just, you know, we, we have to, we, we become real tight with patients that have chemical injuries because we're going to be seeing them like every week for, for months. And it's, uh, uh sometimes several times a week because we got to try to save that eye. So there are, there are some very serious things that happen in the ophthalmology world. Uh, and so that is the pants patient for today. Chemical burns. All right. 
more than you've ever wanted to know. And if you have, for any of these uh, diagnoses and things that I've talked about, if you have follow-up questions, let me know. And I can, uh, I can address them at the, the, you know, the, the next episode. All right, it's time for the Don't Do That Eyeball Tip of the Week. So every episode, I'm going to present you with a, a thing that you don't do. All right, this is coming from a board-certified ophthalmologist, so please believe me. All right, don't put things in your eye that are not designed for the eye. The, now, it seems obvious, right? But, but, it's, but you'd be surprised. Some of the things that I've seen on social media and the, the, the fact that we're talking about chemical injuries just reminded me of this, all right? If it's not designed for the eye, don't put it in your eye, all right? Just a few things that I have seen on social media over the past five years. I have seen people directly apply mascara to the surface of the eye. Don't do that. It's not designed for the eyeball. I've seen people used, there's an entire face group devoted to urine eye drops. People thinking that you, there's like this thing called urine therapy, where you can take your urine, put it in an eyedropper, and then put it in your eye. Don't do that. Urine was not meant for the eyes. There are better ways of treating anything in the eye. Don't do that. Um, there is, there was a, uh, a, a, a brief, um, uh, I think it was a TikTok challenge or I think it was TikTok or something where the groups of people were seeing who could tolerate, uh, putting a, um, a shot of vodka directly onto the eye. They called it vodka eyeballing. Clever name. I'll give them that. But terrible idea. What do you, you think you're going to like get drunk off of putting like hard liquor on your eyeball? It's not, don't do that. Don't do it. Please don't do that. One more would be uh, eyeball tattoos. All right. Injecting dye into the subconjunctival space just underneath the conjunctiva, which is the translucent clear covering on the surface of the eye, injecting tattoo ink into that space. Don't do that, please. That's, it's not meant for the eye. So that's, that's my, my don't, that's my don't do that eyeball tip of the week. Uh, 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 keep things out of the eye that are not supposed to be in the eye. All right. Okay. Now here's your ophthalmology fun fact. Ophthalmology fun fact. Here it is. Your ophthalmology fun fact of the week. I'm going to keep saying fun until you believe me that this is all fun. Did you know that melanoma can occur inside your eye? As if I needed more reasons to scare you in this podcast, yes, you can get melanoma. And now it's rare. It is very rare. There's about seven, uh, seven cases per million people in certain parts of the country, but it's even less than that in other places. Uh, and when I was in Iowa, we saw, we saw it a lot, um, relatively, just because, you know, lots of farmers, it's the Midwest, lots of sun exposure over the course of your life. So you're going to see more intraocular melanoma, but you get, you can get melanoma anywhere that there's pigmented skin or sorry, not skin when the, anywhere there's pigmentation, right? And your retina, the back of the eye, it has pigmentation. And so you can get a melanoma that grows back there. All the more reason why every so often you should have a dilated eye exam to look back there. Just like you would go to the dermatologist for a skin check, right? Look for any, you should also see an ophthalmologist or an eye doctor, optometrist, anybody. 
that can dilate your eyes and look back there and see if there's any potential nevises, nevi, I should say nevi, nevises, nevi, um, uh, any kind of weird pigmented spot that we need to keep an eye on. Uh, now, again, even if you do have a little freckle in the back of the eye or some or nevus or some, some pigmented spot, doesn't mean you're going to get melanoma. Just like you can get those on your skin anywhere, you just have someone take a look at it every so often uh, to monitor for any changes. So that is your ophthalmology. Uh, I wouldn't call that fun, but it, that's for the purpose of the segment, it's an ophthalmology fun fact. All right, now it's time for Explain Like I'm Eight. I'm going to st- eventually have to, I'm going to stop like explaining what these segments are, but, but uh, while we're getting to know each other a little bit, getting to know this segment, uh, it's explain like I'm eight where I have an eight year old read me a question that they have about eyeballs or medical, the human body in general. I'm, I'm happy to try to answer anything else. That would be a little bit trickier, but we'll, we'll see what we can do. Uh, we're having eight year old, uh, my specifically my eight year old come in, ask a question, and then I answer it in a way that an eight year old would understand. All right. Because I think we all could use that for things we don't know a whole lot about. That might be a little complicated explaining things like your eight is not a bad thing. It's just eight. Hey, that's what I do in my content all the time. As I do all these healthcare videos, I'm trying to explain things in ways that everybody would understand without all the technical jargon and things. So here we go. Explain like I'm eight. Here's an eight-year-old. What are those red lines in your eyeballs for? That is a fantastic question. I love this. All right. What are those little red lines in your eyeball for? Um, so those are veins. Those are veins. And you notice that we, our eyes actually tend to get a little bit more red as we get older because we gain a little bit more vasculature to the, to the eye. We need a little bit more blood flow as some, some of our vessels just don't work as well. And so you notice, you look at a little kid's eyes, they're so white. They're, they're beautiful. They're white. They have no, they have no like very few blood vessels are visible. It's because their vasculature is so robust. They don't need a lot of extra you know, blood flow. They have plenty. Um, and then over time, well, we get a little bit more red. And whenever we have uh, something wrong, like a conjunctivitis or an infection, our eyes will get even more red because we have our immune system is kind of, uh, we're dilating those vessels, trying to get all the, uh, all the good you know, plasma and things to, to help heal the surface of the eye. So those little red lines on the white part of the eye, those are your veins. Those are your conjunctival vessels. Now, people do put a lot of effort into trying to get rid of those because people don't like having red eyes. And I get it. I get it's it's you know it's not ideal, and that's uh, and this is really the origin of of my hatred for visine, uh, for all things redness relievers. Uh, those of you who have uh, followed me for quite a while and you know I I, I you know it just gets me, it gets me going talking about visine. I'm I, we gotta I gotta wrap this up because I don't want to keep you guys too long. But at visine just ooh it it gets me going. You know, I wish we could just package all the visine into one of Elon's rockets and shoot it off into the sun. That that would be, uh, that would be beautiful for me. Uh, and so avoid. But the reason those are no good, the reason you should avoid redness relievers like visine, clear eyes, is because they have vasoconstrictors that will decrease the redness. But then once that drop wears off, the redness it just comes immediately back worse than before. You get what we call rebound hyperemia rebound hyperemia. And then you get into this vicious cycle where you're constantly using more visine, more redness relievers, and it's wearing off and you got to use more and more. 
you got to treat the reason that eyes are red. So that means probably, you know, going in or starting with just regular artificial tears and, uh, or seeing an eye doctor uh, and seeing what's going on. Now, we don't get concerned about redness to the eyes, really, unless there's other symptoms going on. Now, a lot of people just don't like having red eyes, and I can sympathize with that, but just because your eyes are red doesn't mean there's a problem because some people just have more vasculature on their eyes. And so if your eyes are otherwise fine, your vision's good, you don't have any pain or discomfort or light sensitivity, you just don't like that your eyes look red, there may not be much we can do about that safely. And it's not something you should be too concerned about. The only way to know is really to go and get checked out. But um, in the absence of any other symptoms, redness often is not a bad thing. There are certain exceptions. There are certain things um, that uh, can cause some redness to the eye without symptoms. That's why you also need to just come in and see us and get checked out. But um, it's often not too much of an issue. But people don't like having red eyes. So... I'm going to meet you halfway. Instead of using redness relievers like Visine or Clear Eyes, I would recommend that you use something like Lumify. Now, this is not an ad for Lumify. I, I have not received any money for this. Not a brand sponsorship at all. I'm just I'm just interested in getting people away from Visine. Lumify is a low dose bromonidine, which is actually a glaucoma medication, and it's pretty effective at decreasing redness. The one potential downside is that it can cause allergy. And if you get an allergy to it, then you just can't use it at all. So if you want to get rid of your red eyes, like you're going, you're taking pictures, you're at a wedding, you have an event, something, and you want clearer eyes, then uh, I would use Lumify uh, because it's a safer drop, but just use it sparingly because you don't want to develop an allergy to it because again, then you got to stop it. So that's our explain like I made. Hopefully I explained that uh, I may have explained it like like you're an eight-year-old, but um, it wasn't necessarily interesting enough for an eight-year-old, I think. So, you know, th there's limits to how well I can do this. Um, anyway, that's your episode for today. That is Knock Knock I. Thank you all. Once again, if you want to uh, if you want to hear about certain topics or you have, your, you have questions or your eight-year-old has a question that you want uh, me to answer, uh, send it to me, Knock Knock I, not I, Knock Knock I, at human dash con at, at human dash content.com. That's it. Um, and, or you can reach out to us through our website, glockenflecken.com. All right. Let me know what you think of these. I'm going to keep doing these eyeball episodes, these knock, knock eye episodes. I think they're kind of fun. Uh, let me know what you think. We'll see you next time.